Welcome. You are listening to Aftersight. This recording is intended solely for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Thank you for joining us for the February 29th, Thursday, reading of the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. C.K. Van Est, Death Mourned, written by Pat Hill. Cripple Creek Victor Take on Mantles as Purple Heart Communities, written by Sonia Oliver. Meeting in Green Mountain Falls launches Bell Campaign, written by Pat Hill. Coalition fills void in public transportation, written by Pat Hill. And following up with miscellaneous articles. Our first article is entitled C.K. Van S. Death Mourned, written by Pat Hill. The people in southern Teller County were mourning the sudden death of C.K. Katrina Van Est, age 57, who died February 12 after suffering the effects of an infection. Fourth generation Victoriaite and part of a well-known Yilts family, Van Est left her mark on the community. Physical education teacher and girls volleyball and basketball coach, Van Est taught three generations of kids at Cripple Creek and Victor schools. Van Est was a commanding presence at the school, said Tanya Copley, principal of Crescent Elementary School, where she was still teaching at the time of her death. In addition to teaching P.E., she coached volleyball, basketball, and track at the middle and high schools. A graduate of Cripple Creek Victor School System, Van S. graduated from Adams State University with a bachelor's degree in physical education and a master's degree in human performance and physical education with an emphasis on coaching. Lisa Noble remembers Van S. as a generous person who provided loving care for her parents, the late Art and Ann Bielts. Mary Bielts, related by marriage to Van Est, calls her friend a star coach who took a lot of pillar-to-post girls and gave them a sense of belonging and purpose. Bielts provided copies of anonymous Facebook posts where people expressed sorrow and traded stories, such as, I always love CK so much. It breaks my heart to hear the community lost such an amazing teacher. CK was one of a kind and will be greatly missed. I can't help but feel heartbroken for all the kids that won't get the experience of having CK be a part of their childhood or memories. Vanessa did more than teaching techniques about playing the game but rather instilled the innate quality of pure sportsmanship without the rancor and ego. She built athletes and winning teams on pride of accomplishment, strong giving relationships, and mighty efforts. Go Pioneers was stamped on CK's heart, Bilt said. Memorial services for Van Est are at 1 p.m. June 15 at Cripple Creek Victor High School. The next article is entitled, Cripple Creek Victor Take on Mantles as Purple Heart Communities, written by 
Sonia Oliver. The cities of Cripple Creek and Victor now have the designation as Purple Heart Communities following a proclamation issued by Cripple Creek Mayor Annie Durham at the council meeting held February 21. A Purple Heart Community designation allows cities to connect to the Purple Heart Trail established in 1992. Jim Weir and his wife Pam, both supporters and advocates of veterans of the U.S. Military Armed Forces, made a presentation regarding the origin of the Purple Heart, a decoration awarded in the name of the President to those killed or wounded while serving in the military. According to Jim Weir, the Purple Heart Trail originates at a monument in Mount Vernon, Virginia, the burial location of George Washington. President Washington, as Commander-in-Chief, established the Badge of Military Merit, which took the form of a heart made of purple cloth. In 1917, the award took on the Purple Heart designation and existed in an existing form as a medal. At the 2023 Salute to American Veterans Rally held last August, the Rally Committee established Teller County's first Purple Heart Community sign. Since that time, there are now more than 40 signs throughout the county and surrounding areas, including Florissant and Lake George, Weir said. We are introduced to Council to Army Special Forces veteran and Purple Heart recipient Captain John Bartlett, Army Special Forces and Double Purple Heart recipient Gary Milkai, and U.S. Marine Vietnam veteran Kirk Plush. We have presented the Purple Heart community signage to both the cities of Cripple Creek and Victor, with Mayor Barbara Manning also in attendance. In another award, Cripple Creek Fire Chief Joe O'Connor presented Steve and Karen Zollner with a plaque in gratitude for their monetary donation to the fire department. The donation has allowed the department to purchase a full set of auto accident extraction equipment. Our next article is entitled Meeting in Green Mountain Falls Launches Bell Campaign, written by Pat Hill. A town best known for scenery, trails, and mountain charm, Green Mountain Falls has been missing the sound of the bells. Installed in Church of the Wildwood Tower in 1982, the Carillon Bells were recently turned off. There is silence instead. A Carillon is a set of bells in a tower. In this case, the church rang the bells using music recorded on 8-track tapes. But the tape started to tear and eventually gave out, and the sound was lost to the community, said Teresa Allen, music director at the church. People have wondered what happened. A public meeting March 6 at the church will launch a capital campaign to bring back the bells. Allen is leading the drive with a goal of raising funds to purchase a sound reminiscent of the old days. The bells harken back to the invention of the carillon by George Schumer in the mid-20th century. According to history provided by Allen, the carillon could be played manually from an organ-like console or programmed to be played automatically. 
Allen has her eye on purchasing the Schumerick G5, which uses a digitized program. There are 7,800 songs to choose, sacred and secular, Allen said. Her appeal to the community includes a ringer, so to speak. The reason to get the community involved is that now the Carolins have the emergency alert system, she said. With the Carolin, you can activate a recorded message to the community, alert the community to a fire, active shooter, flood, or whatever. Green Mountain Falls Marshal Sean Goings is all for it. The new system would give the town the capability to make announcements that are pre-recorded, or we can hook a microphone into the system and make in-person announcements, he said. The Carillon would be a great way to enhance communications, Going said. In the event someone did not get a reverse 911 alert or the peak alert systems, which are already in place, maybe they could hear an announcement through the Carolyn system, he said. This would just be another great tool for first responders to be able to use in our emergency notification systems. In addition, the Carolyn can be used for announcements during a parade. With the alert system attached, the opportunities for grants widen. As a church, we can't bear the whole cost, Allen said. With the addition of the emergency alert system, the total cost comes to $21,268. We have an estimate of $2,500 to remove what is currently in the tower and reinstall the new Carolyn, Allen said. Allen sees a need for the sound of the bells in Green Mountain Falls. During COVID, many people in the community said just how wonderful it was to hear the songs, Alan said. Our next article is entitled Coalition Fills Void in Public Transportation, written by Pat Hill. Somebody had to do it. In a county with zero public transportation, Teller Senior Coalition stepped into the void and today provides transportation for people 18 years old and up. With six vehicles and a new logo, the coalition is doing its part to get people out and about. It has 19 drivers, 12 on the payroll and seven volunteers, and aspires to do what others have failed to do. From Monday through Friday, the vehicles, two buses, two minivans, two specialized vehicles, the coalition serves all of Teller and parts of Park and El Paso counties. We pick people up at home and bring them back, said Kathy Lowry, the coalition's executive director. There is no charge. The service runs five days a week with specified departure and return areas. We offer door-to-door service, said Ronnie Gordon, the coalition's transportation manager. More than just giving free rides, the coalition enhances social lives. Everybody just rides along, socializing and trading phone numbers, Gordon said. They make new friends, and then we take them back home. 
The Wednesday bus schedule transports riders in the Woodland Park area, as well as Green Mountain Falls, Chipta Park, and Cascade, to homes near the traffic light on U.S. Highway 24. We take them to Woodland Park and back home, Gordon said. The Thursday service runs through subdivisions in South Florissant, including Four Mile and on to Guffey in Park County. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, the routes incorporate Lake George, North Florissant, North Divide, and Cripple Creek Victor, respectively. We've been servicing Cripple Creek and Victor since last fall, but we're kind of building on that, Lowry said. We can accommodate wheelchairs, walkers, and oxygen if there is a need. The coalition's transportation services are funded chiefly by the Colorado Department of Transportation, which transferred ownership of a bus used by the now-closed Daybreak to the coalition. The driver's salaries are funded by CDOT, the Older Americans Act, grants and private donations to the nonprofit organization. The coalition provided 11,000 rides in 2023. The needs vary. For instance, one woman rides the bus into Woodland Park and spends a couple of hours shopping and just walking around town, Gordon said. Our service is a benefit to the Woodland Park businesses because people shop and go out to lunch, Lowery said. There is no charge and no income requirements. This is a way to have public transportation. The coalition asks for riders to call two days in advance for reservations at 719-687-0256. That's 719-687-0256. The next article is entitled, Friends of Mueller Launch Used Gear Collection Cycle, written by Pat Hill. Friends of Mueller State Park Launch the used gear collection cycle next month. The cycle is a win-win-win for the Friends, a nonprofit organization, the person who recycles used gear, and the recipient who eventually buys the used gear. The first collection site is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., March 9, at the Woodland Park Senior Center. The second collection is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Florissant Grange parking lot. The friends need outdoor recreational and sporting equipment of almost all types, but cannot take downhill skis or boots. After collecting the gear, the friends, all volunteers, clean and refurbish the equipment, which then become a funding source. The friends raise funds for the park to provide special events along with funding school bus rides for students to experience the outdoors. As well, the organization contributes funds that help make the park more accessible for those with all ability levels. This is a great opportunity for you to make our park better for all, said Gretchen Darlington, the organization's president. For those who can't make the scheduled drop-off dates, contact the friends at ljscott at gmail.com. That's capital L, capital J, A, Y, S, C, O, T, T 
at gmail.com or check Friends of Mueller State Park Facebook page. Our next article is entitled Three Fire Districts Train in Ice Rescue, written by Marianne Magan. Volunteer firefighters from Lake George, Hartzell, and Florissant took the plunge February 17 in Wagon Tongue Lake for ice rescue training. The outside temperature was about 28 degrees. There was several feet of snow surrounding the lake, and one firefighter who had been in the water shiveringly commented it was frigid. Nevertheless, these brave men and women took turns being the rescued of the rescuer. They covered one-on-one rescue where the victim was in the water and the rescuer went to them, entered the water, and pushed them up on the ice where others pulled them out and across the ice. They also learned to use Oceany, a rapid deployment craft resembling a large inflatable canoe with openings on each end. The openings enable the rescuers to navigate the craft to the water with their feet until they reach the water and then paddle until they are able to get to the victim onto the, onto the craft. Both methods require a team of rope pullers. Ice rescue training is crucial considering the number of ice fishermen at 11 Mile Reservoir and elsewhere. It's imperative to get to the victim as quickly as possible without endangering the life and well-being of the rescuer. Rescuers learn how to put on the insulated suits, how to get into the water correctly, and approach the victim to get them out. Once onto the ice, rope pullers engage and pull both the victim and rescuer out. Acting quickly can save the victim from hypothermia. Approximately 30 members of the three fire districts participated in the training led by Hartzell Fire Department's Chief Brian Cook. The next article is entitled Hair Lounge of Florissant has new location and additional stylist, written by Marianne Magan. In 2021, Christy Schaefer had the dream of opening her own hair salon come true when she opened the Hair Lounge in Florissant. The business took off and Schaefer found herself very busy. This past summer, she moved her shop to a bigger location and Angie Campbell, also a native of Texas, joined her. Campbell has had AW Wedding and Company for 18 years with teams in Texas and Kansas and now expanding to Colorado. Campbell and her husband, Jeff, has have been married five years and spent a lot of time camping and loving it in Colorado. And in September, they moved to Woodland Park, where Jeff is employed by Cowboy Crane. Campbell and Schaefer met on a Texas-based Facebook page and began a friendship. When Campbell shared that they were moving to the area, she asked Schaefer to help her find a job. You can work here, Schaefer told her, and now the two of them are working together. Campbell still runs her wedding business and is working on putting together a team in Colorado. AW Wedding and Company is an on-site hair and makeup businesses, business for weddings 
and Campbell and her teams have been helping brides and bridesmaids look their best on that special day. Campbell got her start by styling at age seven as she finally recalled going over to her neighbor Annabelle Dillard's house after school every day. Dillard was a stylist and had mannequins that she let Campbell work on. In high school, Campbell majored in art, but she went on to study cosmetology at Paul Mitchell, the school. Campbell says she loves doing blondes and is very experienced in the art of biolage, which is hand-painting the hair as opposed to traditional coloring methodology. The Hair Lounge is a full-service salon for women, men, and children. The new location is 2636 West Highway 24 in Florissant, next to the Conoco Station. Both Schaefer and Campbell are in the shop Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. They are available other days by appointment. All services are by appointment at the present time. To schedule an appointment, call 719-748-1457. That's 719-748-1457. You can also visit their website at thehairlounge.com. The next article is entitled, Five Dance Companies Headline Green Box Arts Festival, written by Pat Hill. An indulgence of the senses, candy for the soul. The Green Box Arts Festival this summer is lush with cultural experiences. The 16th annual festival from July 1st through 14th features dance sensations with five companies to enhance the wow factor in Green Mountain Falls. The dance companies are the crown jewel of the whole festival, said Scott R.C. Levy, executive director of Green Box Arts, a nonprofit organization. The companies add a dramatic flair with five musical styles, flamenco, classical, modern, tap, and street hip-hop. The artists are respectively Jesus Munzo, Barca Patel, Gollum Dance Company, Mikola Marino Lerman, and Efrat Ashery. All five of those elements will perform in the same program, 10 or 15 minutes of dance, like a big cabaret. Levy said. It's going to be wonderfully exciting. For the past several years, the performers' master classes have enhanced the festival for their role in being part of the community throughout the length of the festival. The Lake Street billboard display will feature a photograph by Christina Barker, one of the organization's artists-in-residence. Christina is a photographer and photojournalist whose nature-based photographs appear to be photoshopped, but are not, Levy said. She will take the photo from here in Green Mountain Falls. There's also the whimsical-like The Silent Disco Party, where participants put on headphones that play three channels of music, The color on the headphones denotes the style of music. 
Depending on the color of your headphone, you know who else is listening to the same music, and you can dance with them, Lovey said. But if you're not wearing headphones, you can't hear anything. <laughs> the festival is known for artistic installations, such as James Turrell's Sky Space, which debuted last year on the hill above town in the Red Butte Recreation Area. This year, James Tapscott will create an arc on Gazebo Bridge that gives off mist. The mist activates as if you're walking through a portal, he said. At night, that mist takes light and color. The second installation is the work of the of this summer's residency artist, Fu Kim Vu, who lives in Hanoi, Vietnam. She will be creating an immersive paper lantern sculpture inside Lakeview Terrace, Levy said. A schedule of events will be posted at greenboxarts.org. Thank you for joining us for the Pikes Peak Courier. My name is Sophia. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aftersight.org or by calling... 303-786-7777.